Section 29 of The United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The World Story, Volume 13. The United States. Edited by Ava March Tappan. Section 29. The Bargain Purchase of the Louisiana Territory. 1803. By James Parton. Bonaparte's plan was to invade England, a thing of immense difficulty and vast expense. He wanted money, and dared not press the French people further at the beginning of a war. On Easter Sunday, April 10, in the afternoon, after having taken conspicuous part in the revived ceremonies of the occasion, Mr. Monroe being still many leagues from Paris, but expected hourly, the First Consul opened a conversation with two of his ministers upon Louisiana. One of these ministers, who reports the scene, was that old friend of Jefferson's, Barbet Marbois, for whom, twenty-six years before, he had compiled his notes on virginia a gentleman ten years resident at philadelphia where he married the daughter of a governor of pennsylvania the other minister had served in america under rochambeau during the revolutionary war i know said the first consul speaking with passion and vehemence i know the full value of louisiana and i have been desirous of repairing the fault of the french negotiator who abandoned it in 1763. A few lines of a treaty have restored it to me, and I have scarcely recovered it, and I must expect to lose it. But if it escapes from me, it shall one day cost dearer to those who oblige me to strip myself of it than to those to whom I wish to deliver it. The English have successively taken from France, Canada, Cape Breton, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, and the richest portions of Asia. They shall not have the Mississippi, which they covet. I have not a moment to lose in putting it out of their reach. I think of ceding it to the United States. I can scarcely say that I cede it to them, for it is not yet in our possession. If, however, I leave the least time to our enemies, I shall only transmit an empty title to those Republicans whose friendship I seek. They only ask of me one town in Louisiana but I already consider the colonies entirely lost, and it appears to me that, in the hands of this growing power, it will be more useful to the policy, and even to the commerce of France, than if I should attempt to keep it. He paused to hear the opinion of the two ministers. Barbet Marbois said in a long discourse, The province is as good as gone. Let the Americans have it. The other said at great length, no there is still a chance of our being able to keep it it will be time to give up so precious a possession when we must the three continued to converse on the subject till late at night and the master broke up the conference without announcing his decision the ministers remained at st cloud at daybreak barbet marbois received the summons to attend the first consul in his cabinet Dispatches had arrived from England, showing that the king and ministry 
were entirely resolved upon war and were pushing preparations with extraordinary vigor when monsieur marbois had read these bonaparte resumed the subject of the evening's conversation irresolution and deliberation he said are no longer in reason i renounce louisiana it is not only new orleans that i will cede it is the whole colony without any reservation i renounce it with the greatest regret to attempt obstinately to retain it would be folly i direct you to negotiate this affair with the envoys of the united states do not even wait the arrival of mr monroe have an interview this very day with mr livingston but i require a great deal of money for this war and i would not like to commence it with new contributions if i should regulate my terms according to the value of those vast regions to the united states the indemnity would have no limits i will be moderate in consideration of the necessity in which i am of making a sale but keep this to yourself i want fifty million francs and for less than that sum i will not treat i would rather make a desperate attempt to keep those fine countries to-morrow you shall have your full powers the deed was done the rest was merely the usual cheapening and chaffering that passes between buyer and seller when the commodity has no market price mr monroe's arrival was well timed for mr livingston had lost all faith in the possibility of getting new orleans by purchase and was unprepared even to consider a proposition for buying the whole province he evidently thought that the french ministers were all liars together and he looked upon this sudden change of tone after so many months of neglect or evasion as a mere artifice for delay if mr monroe agrees with me said livingston to talleyrand a day or two before monroe's arrival we shall negotiate no further on the subject but advise our government to take possession the times are critical and though i do not know what instructions mr monroe may bring i am perfectly satisfied they will require a precise and prompt notice i am fearful from the little progress i have made that my government will consider me a very indolent negotiator talleyrand laughed i will give you a certificate said he that you are the most importunate one i have yet met with but mr livingston soon discovered that all had really changed with regard to louisiana on the day after monroe's arrival while sitting at dinner with him and other guests livingston espied monsieur barbet marbois strolling about in his garden during the interview that followed business made progress marbois took the liberty of telling a few diplomatic falsehoods to the american minister instead of the fifty millions which in his history of louisiana he says napoleon demanded he told mr livingston that the sum required was one hundred millions he represented the first consul as saying well you have charge of the treasury make the americans give you one hundred millions pay their claim and take the whole country mr livingston was aghast at the magnitude of the sum after a long conversation marbois dropped to sixty million the united states to pay its own claimants which would require twenty million more it is in vain to ask such a thing said livingston it is so greatly beyond our means he thought too that his government would be perfectly satisfied with new orleans and florida 
and had no disposition to extend across the river. Then it was that Mr. Monroe, fresh from Washington, and knowing the full extent of the President's wishes, knowing his aversion to the mere proximity of the French, came upon the scene with decisive and most happy effect. In a few days all was arranged. Monsieur Barbet Marbois's offer was accepted. Twenty days after the St. Cloud Conference, and eighteen days after Mr. Monroe's arrival, the convention was concluded, which gave imperial magnitude and completeness to the United States, and supplied Napoleon with fifteen millions of dollars to squander upon a vain attempt to invade and ravage another country. Monsieur Marbois related that as soon as the three negotiators had signed the treaties, they all rose and shook hands. Mr. Livingston gave utterance to the joy and satisfaction of them all. We have lived long, said he, but this is the noblest work of our whole lives. The treaty which we have just signed has not been obtained by art nor dictated by force, and is equally advantageous to the two contracting parties. It will change vast solitudes into flourishing districts. From this day the United States take their place among the powers of the first rank. The United States will re-establish the maritime rights of all the world, which are now usurped by a single nation. The instruments which we have just signed will cause no tears to be shed. They prepare ages of happiness for innumerable generations of human creatures. Mississippi and Missouri will see them succeed one another and multiply truly worthy of the regard and care of providence in the bosom of equality under just laws freed from the errors of superstition and bad government end of section twenty nine this recording is in the public domain recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida